Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. We are creating the largest female expert network and making things visible, changing the algorithm. I wrote the algorithm for equality 10 years ago when AI wasn't even very out there. If we put women in every equation, there's a return on equality. It is so easy to do. Do you know how many brilliant women in every equation there are? So we're putting women in every equation. Boom, 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 boom. Women in cyber, women in AI, women in space, women in commerce, and in the business of. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. So I don't know if my mom listens to the show anymore. Jill, <laughs> where are you, Jill? She probably does listen. She started her career at Citibank. My mom doesn't look a day over 40, but I am 36. So she is over 40. And she always tells me the story of what it was like to be a woman working in corporate America in the early 1980s. And when she describes it to me, it sounds like a bloodbath where there was only one spot for a woman at Citibank. And since my mom's boss was a woman, that really meant there was no place for my mom in the eye of her boss. What made her come back to work? Well, she ended up switching jobs. She went agency side where she was more welcomed as a woman. And she was able to really grow her career as a marketer on the agency side. But it's wild to hear those stories and, you know, have a 30-year age difference between her and I, and, and think about how much the world has changed for the better in the workplace. I see a really big difference, even from when I started working in the mid-90s to when I became the CEO of 360i, and people were still saying, wow, so neat. Wow, I can't believe we have a woman at, at the helm. But that wasn't even something that was in anybody's mind space when I started working. When I started working, I still was, even at 22, I was the only woman in meetings. And I just felt completely out of place. There were times I was being, I was being asked to get coffee for people when I was already a VP. There were so many stereotypes in the workplace. And I think to, you know, the situation that happened with your mom, women weren't feeling great about helping other women because it was a, I guess, woman eat woman world out there where, you know, you just 
there was only room for one. It's funny that today we use terms like see it, be it. If you see women in leadership, you believe you can be it. Think about what it was like for your mom. It was like, see it. Now you can't be it because there's already somebody there. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a lot of change for the better, obviously. And I think, you know, Rachel, as a a founder entrepreneur, you are a a beautiful representation of that. Well, so are you as a operating C-suite executive and corporate board member. It's one of those things where I continue to not take it for granted, but there's so much that has gone into creating these outcomes. There are certain people that have made major career changes to facilitate that. Your mom made her career change in order to be able to find a better path for her. Shelly Zalas made a career change just to say, screw this, I'm going to figure out how to change the quality equation. Absolutely. Well, you're in for a real treat to hear Shelly's story, everything that she is trying to lead the way with her pact to make the world a more equitable place. Let's bring Shelly onto the show. Today, we have a friend of Rachel and mine and somebody that is deeply admired, respected, and beloved, which is very hard to find all three at once. Shelly Zalas, CEO at Female Quotient. Shelly, so happy you agreed to join us today. Oh my God, I would not have missed this for anything in the world. And I am so honored and excited to be here with both of you, my dear girlfriends, to catch up on everything in life. First things first, we've got a very eclectic audience for the podcast. That diversity ranges in age, tenure, gender, ethnicity, the whole thing. Most millennials and Gen Zers know you as the founder and CEO of the Female Quotient and just are in complete awe of what you've been able to do in advancing gender equality in the workplace. But those of us in a slightly older generation might know you as the CEO of Ipsos OTX, which happened after selling your firm. Tell us a little bit more about your background because you started out a lot more like you know folks like Rachel and myself than the megawatt celebrity that you are today. Well, I mean, you know, I went from the business of market research to the business of equality. And, um, you know, I mean, age is a mindset. So I think we're all young because uh, I mean, my nickname is Chief Troublemaker. We've been historically known to break all the rules that make no sense and create the new ones. So I think all three of us fall in that category. We have a little mischief in all of us. We've all taken those surveys on the internet, right? Online surveys. Um, I'm the mother of that invention, um, pioneering online research. But I've been in research for over 40 years, 40 years. Um, so for a very long time. But I did pioneer research, online research in a day and age where only wealthy old men with broadband were on the internet. I actually own Shelly at AOL.com. That's how long ago <laughs> I went online. But it was in the day and age where I used 14.4 modems. So it was uh, way back when. It was in 2000, where avatars today are cool. But I created avatars for research way back when. My kids all have little avatars, and I use them for research, which is pretty funny. No one thought they were cool then, and now it's like the coolest thing in the whole wide world. That's what I did. That was what OTX was. Online testing exchange was what my company was called. That's my history. And um I migrated research from offline to online at the time. And I was the only female CEO top 25 in a boys club. I was an only and lonely. That's really why I decided to be in the business of equality after I'd sold my company to Ipsos. And I was then running global innovation in 83 countries. And then, of course, back 
publicly in a publicly traded company. I had 250 employees operating in six cities uh, when I sold my company to a company of 16,000 operating in 83 countries. I was one of two women again on a publicly traded board of 25 people, two women out of 25. I was back at a boys club again. I decided it was time to give back with generosity what I wish I had. It was time to go into the business of equality. I started the female quotient, but that's really what happened. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Pretty amazing run that you've had. And with the female quotient, you know, getting it off the ground and now you're in scale and growth mode, what have been some of the successes and challenges of the work? It's really funny because everything I've ever done has been by accident. Nothing I've ever done has been in a textbook. Even when I pioneered online research, it was one of those moments. You know, I had this idea to migrate research from offline to online in a day and age where, as I said, only wealthy old men were on online. And I remember going to my bosses at the time and I said, let's move research from offline to online. And they told me it wasn't the right time because nobody was on the internet. I was sitting on a panel with the chief research officer of Procter and Gamble. This was way back when his name was Larry Mock. And I remember sitting on this panel with him and my bosses, all men were sitting in the front row and I was whispering to Larry and I came off the stage and my bosses all said, well, what, what did you talk to him about? I said, I just asked him, when's the right time to come to Proctor and talk to you about online research? And he said, next week. And my bosses said, great, John will go, Paul will go, Ringo will go, and Star will go. And I said, but what about Shelly? And they said, well, it's a boys club and this is the right group to go. And I said, well, if I'm not going, I'm going to cancel the meeting and you can all wait for the right time. And I left the company to start OTX because I wasn't going to wait for the right time. I was going to make it the right time. And had I waited for the right time, I never would have pioneered online research. And so that was an accidental moment. I just left and took the initiative and, and followed my heart. And the same thing with going into the business of equality. I mean, there was no DE&I. No one was talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. I actually added the A, accessibility, so DEI&A, so that we pay attention to it. But once again, it wasn't anything. This was over 10 years ago. Nobody was talking about diversity or making it a priority. But I felt like I was so tired of going to conferences as the, the only and lonely. I was the only woman in an ocean of men. 
being a, in technology, a researcher in technology, I was so sick of showing up in all these conferences and it was men, 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 men. And how do you break into, I, I didn't like playing golf. I didn't want to go to the golf course. And so I remember wanting to go to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, as a researcher. And I heard there was 150,000 people that attended, less than 3% were women. And it was this moment, 24 hours before the show, and I thought, hmm. I don't want to be an only and lonely. So I called five girlfriends and I said, would you go with me and walk the floor at CES? And I said, if you know any other women that want to go, please invite them. 24 hours later, 50 women showed up and two remarkable things happened. One, every single guy's head turned and they're like, where the heck did all of you women come from? And I coined the phrase power of the pack. A woman alone has power. Collectively, we have impact. And I have shivers even talking about it because I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was this whoosh moment. We walked the floor and it was this powerful moment. I, I just felt so happy and so powerful. And the second thing that happened was I was surrounded by people just like me. We talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about work-life balance and we all had power of the purse. We were doing deals with one another. I'll buy this. I'll buy that from you. And we were all power women. And we went to my hotel room. It was a king size bed in this tiny little room. And by day two, 50 turned to 100. By day three, 100 turned to 300. And the next thing you knew, we had the penthouse suite at the Four Seasons. And I called my hairdresser. I said, jump in my car and drive from LA to Vegas. And we were doing hair and makeup. It was just this feminine moment where we weren't on the golf course, but we were doing deals while we were getting our hair and makeup done and having the best time drinking. And we all left with tons of business. And that moment, the boys club was the girls lounge. The opposite of boy is girl. The opposite of club is lounge. If there's a boys club, now there's a girls lounge. I thought, what a great idea. Let's start creating these safe spaces for women to just connect with one another. And my entire career, I never had girlfriends in business. We were so used to competing with one another because there was such a scarcity of jobs at the top. And we would dig each other's heels in each other's head and push each other down so the others could get to the top. But why? Why did it have to be that way? We were so conditioned to compete when we could actually collaborate and have fun and share And that moment was a breakthrough moment. And I thought if I could just create safe spaces at every industry conference that was predominantly men, we could flip the script. And so I started creating girls lounges at conferences that connected women in tech, CES, connected women in marketing, media, advertising, research. So I started doing it at Can Lions and at ARF and at ANA. And then I got invited to the World Economic Forum. Oh, my God, in Davos, Switzerland. And my invitation was, we want you to come, but you might not feel welcome. My head said, who wants to go to a place I'm not going to feel comfortable? My heart said, I must go. And a lot of women at the time didn't like the girls' lounge, the name, the girls' lounge. And I thought, a ladies' lounge, that sounds like a bathroom. A women's lounge, how boring. The girls' lounge, go girl, girlfriends. You know, and a man, have you ever heard of a man object to being a boy in the boys club? Never. Why do we create double standards? I kept the girls out. And it was a hard thing to do because a lot of women 
didn't want to come to a girl's lounge with hair and makeup because it wasn't where the power source was. The men weren't there. But had I not have called it the girl's lounge, we would not be where we are today because I wanted women to be women and own their voice and own their strength and support one another. After five years of women supporting one another with a million women across 100 countries in every category, from cybersecurity to world leaders to everything in between, then I evolved to the Equality Lounge, bringing conscious leaders. But not until women supported women and we owned our strengths. That is really the truth. And now at the World Economic Forum, where I called it the place for the 17%, Davos is flooded with women. And I created an unbadged space so that everyone, it was a space designed by women for everyone, where everyone is welcome. Now Davos, I think it is 17% men and 83% women because everyone feels comfortable. Everyone belongs. There is no restriction. We took the restriction off by creating unbadged space. And it was scary, but it worked. And long-winded story, but that really is the story. I love hearing the origin story. I didn't know it all started at CES with the, the floor walk. I have to say, you have created a space where commerce is done. One of my favorite things is to just loiter at the space because you get everyone to come. And it, it's amazing. I have done deals there. I've done hair and makeup there. <laughs> I've also done deals there. Sorry. I probably should say that as well. It's an incredible space. And I've been at multiple venues. I've been at ARF. I've been at CES. I've been in CanLion. What's beautiful about each one of those is that you meet different kinds of people at every time. And whether you're actually getting your makeup done and meeting somebody extremely compatible to you in the business of the business, it also takes down all of the corporate airs that exist. I do love the correlation to the golf course because frankly, like I don't play golf. I don't like golf. And it has always been a, huh, should I learn golf? Oh, hells no. I don't want to learn golf. I just want to be able to do my job and do it effectively. And Shelly, I will say the thing about women not bringing other women up, obviously you've had a very, very strong impact on that. I look at these next generation and it's like, they wouldn't believe what it was like before. It's like, oh, well, there's only room for one of us here. So honey, you're just going to have to wait your turn. And so the fact that this has changed so dramatically in such a short period of time, and you've been really at the vanguard of it all. So thank you. It's really quite remarkable because it is a space. I mean, now it's an equality lounge, the space for conscious leaders. And pre-COVID, we were doing 70 lounges a year across every industry from you know, women in space to cybersecurity to construction, I mean, to automotive, to marketing, to world leaders. And it is, it has so much diversity, including as many men as women. I mean, it is Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan is, you know, in the space to the CEO of Cisco to the CEO of GE. I mean, it's, you know, everyone is is in the space. And when I talk about hair and makeup, that is an element, but the point is, everyone can bring their best self. It's unplugged, unscripted. We share the good, bad, and the ugly. And it's where we truly are all about changing the equation and closing the gap. And it's a place where we own our strengths. And it is about the collaboration and more business is done, but it also is where everyone feels comfortable. Everyone is welcome. Everyone belongs. And there is no badge required. 
and no label. And so I don't want anyone to feel like they are only going to talk to someone because they are a senior level person or they are a speaker. So I want everyone to go and meet everyone and be curious to know, oh, who are you? Spend five minutes with someone, you're going to learn something new. And that's really what it's all about. And everyone has equal access to everybody in the space. And so I think that that is what's so incredibly important. And what happened during COVID, which I love, is because we didn't have the fiscal spaces, we went virtual and our community grew exponentially because we had over 800 conversations during COVID. So our audience went so global. And now our community is over a million women across 100 countries. And once you go there, you can't put the genie back in the bottle in every lounge. And so it democratized really our our audience because what we realized is when you have physical spaces, you only have access and people only have access to the content that are at the conference. Once we went virtual, our audience got so big that now that we go back to physical spaces, we are broadcasting out from every lounge. So out, in, in, out. And so we go live from every lounge now, no matter what. And that has been really the best part of what happened is we reach everyone no matter what now. And it's been really incredible. You've clearly made an impact, especially within conferences on changing the ratio. When it comes to working with a lot of the sponsors that are involved in your space, and how they practice equality in their day-to-day business practices, what have you seen as effective ways for them to achieve having a more diverse workplace? It's been really quite amazing because, you know, when you're in our world, you listen and learn from everybody. It's an open culture. We launched something in Davos this year called the flipping point. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks a lot about the tipping point, which is, you know, wait and watch for change to happen. The flipping point requires action. And the World Economic Forum says it'll take another 132 years to close the gender gap. But why? Like, why will it take 132 years? And we talk a lot about how the internet was created in 25 years. We put men on the moon in 10, even though we should have put women, but we didn't have spacesuits, although now we do. Um, and we created a vaccine in, in one year, chat GPT in two weeks. And now look at all the new AI offerings that we have in two minutes that were created. Why should it take another 132 years to figure out how to pay Sally the same as Peter? We have the data. It's a mindset gap. And so we put a challenge out that said we could close the gender gap in five years. And so we said we're looking for 10 Fortune 500 CEOs with a moonshot mindset because it really is a mindset gap. And um, I think we found our 10. And once you have 10, you'll get the other 490. We found 10 modules in the workplace that we need to rewrite the rules. Of course, we're all about breaking the rules that make no sense and creating the new ones. We'll create a new equality handbook. And it'll be a CEO accelerator sharing the good, bad, and the ugly and experimenting. It's really, some of them are not very complicated, but we can't just defer to our DE&I groups to figure it out. It has to be a CEO priority and we have to put budget and allocate and experiment and try and be brave and, and take the initiative. And, you know, it's what we all said. The rules of the workplace were written over 100 years ago by men for men because women just weren't in the workplace. 
And so we just have to have a, a clean slate and modernize because today we have this opportunity. It's not what was wrong. It's just what we can do today moving forward and have this open mindset. And so it's a mindset gap. And a mindset gap is fixable. It's not like climate or cleaning the ocean or things out of our control. These are controllable variables. And so it's working together. And it's also about making the invisible visible and holding ourselves accountable, measuring our success, and then sharing. These are all trackable, measurable, doable things. And some things are pretty easy. We just have to put our minds to it. And that's what we're working on today. And and the other thing that we're doing is we are creating the largest female expert network and making things visible, changing the algorithm. I wrote the algorithm for equality 10 years ago when AI wasn't even very out there. We're the only business of equality that exists. I own the trademark business of equality (laughs) and algorithm for equality and changing the equation, closing the gap. So if we put women in every equation, there's a return on equality. It is so easy to do. Do you know how many brilliant women in every equation there are? So we're putting women in every equation. Boom, 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 boom. Women in cyber, women in AI, women in space, women in commerce, and in the business of. We need to change the algorithm. And if we don't, bias in, bias out. Well, I feel like this whole episode was an answer to this question, but we have to ask you our famous last question, which is, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? How much time you got? If you don't fail, you don't <laughs> succeed. And so, you know, I'm, I'm so not afraid of, A, I share all my failures because I have so many favorite failures and I have so many exciting, brave things. And, you know, I'm brave because I have so many girlfriends that go with me. You know, we go together and we go so much further when we go together. And so we're always holding hands together. So I've done so many brave things, you know, including going to Davos. That was so scary, but Jackie Kelly held my hand and went with me. You know, I have so many girlfriends that go with me wherever I go. Um, Lindy Yaccarino always says yes, whatever. She doesn't even know what I'm going to ask her, but the answer is always yes. And, and Gail Tifford. I have girlfriends that will go with me. Everyone goes together, you know, and we literally jump together. I mean, Every year in Cannes, we'll jump off the boat and we all are each other's life jackets. So bravery is, you know, I always tell the story about a crossing in Africa where it's scary to do an actual crossing. If anyone has ever seen a crossing, it is the scariest thing ever for the wildebeest. But someone's got to be brave and take that first step. And then everyone follows once they do. And I always say it's got to be a woman. It must be a female wildebeest that does it. And it's it's pretty scary. But when you go together, it's not as scary. It's a hell of a lot more fun. So I've got a million brave stories, but my girlfriends always go with me. So it's power of the pack. A woman alone has power collectively. We have impact. So. Well, Shelly, that is uh, a phenomenal way to end because you've been leading the pack for quite some time. But as I frequently say, leaders are only leaders if they have followers and you have created quite the following. So thank you so much for joining us. i firmly believe we will have further expanded not just your following but but the message and we're incredibly thankful for your time so grateful thank you for having me well that was quite the powerful episode shelly brings a tremendous amount of passion along with her ability to get things done if you like this episode another fun one would be cindy gallup of make love not porn 
and Lisa Mann, managing partner at Reigns International. There are a few really great people that have been on the podcast talking about the importance of equality, diversity, equity, inclusion, and now accessibility. If you like our podcast, please tell a friend or tell the world by giving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google, or any podcast platform of your choice. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming centre stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.